Hello, residents. My name is Zach Olson. I'm joined today by Mike Estefan, and thank you for downloading this month's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. This is EM Clerkship's Secret Residency Curriculum, advanced content designed to test graduates of EM Clerkship. And today is round number four of the game. Zach 2, Mike one, I am winning. Mike will need to perform today's case in real ABEM oral boards format. He has 15 minutes to complete today's case. He does not know what this case is ahead of time. I'm going to text him EKG and x-ray images during the recording and ask him to interpret for you. These images will also be posted online on emclerkship.com and also the EM Clerkship Facebook group. Here's the rules. If Mike hits all of the critical actions that I've listed out beforehand, he wins. If he doesn't hit all of the critical actions or if he performs a dangerous action of which he performed many last time, I win. These cases were created by me. They are not actual ABEM cases that I had, and they are certainly not real patients. Now, as always, let's just quickly check in with our hero, Dr. Mike Estefan. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing good, Zach. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, you know, we're kind of recording these episodes in close proximity to each other, so there's not that much that has happened since case or, or round number three that we did here. Um, but just, you know, quickly for everyone, are you having a good day? Are you in good spirits? I am having a great day. I'm in great spirits. I slept a whole 10 hours last night, breaking records over here. So I Very feel great, nice. ready to go. I, I sleep 10 hours all the time. As, as a first year attending, pre, pre-child anyways. So, all right. <laughs> Hashtag attending <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag attending life, yo. Okay. So, <clears throat> straight face. Let's get going. Mike, take out a piece of paper and a pencil. Place the paper sideways in front of you and go ahead and outline a human body on the left side of it. Go ahead and look at the ABEM website to see how this drawing will look on your test day. It will be pre-drawn for you. Let me know when you are ready. All right. I think I'm good to go. Dr. Estefan, this will be a single patient encounter. You will have 15 minutes to complete the case. Before we begin, do you have any questions? I do not. All right, then, before we begin, they're going to have you take a look at your computer screen and confirm the candidate information on there and click agree. Okay. All right, your 15 minutes starts now. Dr. Estefan, you are working at ABEM Community Hospital when the nurse comes up to you about a new patient that she just put in your rack and is asking for some nausea medicine. It's uh, the CEO of your hospital, for the record. FYI. Okay. All right. Um, knock, knock. Hello. How are you? Hello, Dr. Estefan. I've heard much about you and your performance. Oh, yeah? Good good or bad? Uh, mixed. Mixed. Okay. Well, hopefully today is a good day. What can I do for you? What What's bringing you in? Well, I'm having this horrible, horrible pain on my right side. Okay. And when did that start? You know, I was just, I, it started just a few minutes ago. Okay. And were you, you're in the hospital working and that's when it started? 
Yeah, I was up in my office. I was signing some checks. I had to fire a few people. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, the, the, my right side just started killing me. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, is it? Thank you. Is it kind of in your belly or your back or kind of in the middle? You, you just... know, it's kind of like my right, it's like my right flank, I think is what you guys call it, the flank. It's radiating down into my right lower quadrant. All right. Have you ever felt any pain like this in the past? I, I have never, ever had anything like this before, and I have a very high pain tolerance. Okay. And you said you're feeling a little nauseous? I am actively vomiting. Okay. What's the vomit look like? It looks like his lunch. Okay. Any other symptoms besides the nausea, the vomiting, and this this new pain? No, just the horrible mind-numbing pain, Dr. Estefan. Isn't that enough? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough. Um, okay, do you have any other medical problems? I have no past medical history. Do you see a doctor regularly? Um, no. I mean, every day I see doctors, but I, I, I don't trust them. Okay. You know, I work with them. I just kind of mind my own business. Yeah. My own health care. I don't think I, I am have... a CEO of a hospital after all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I would trust me either. So I don't blame you. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, have you ever had surgery before? None. I have no surgical history. Okay. Do you smoke tobacco? No. Do you drink? Occasionally. Okay. But not at work. All right. Uh, how much do you drink? I have a glass of wine um, on the weekends. Okay. Do you do my, it? With my friends. With your friends. Got it. Uh, do you do any drugs? Uh, no. I, I gotta ask. I, I gotta ask. No. No disrespect. Never. All right. Do you have any allergies to any uh, medications? I have no allergies. Good to know. Well noted. Uh, all right. Sorry. Um, I just vomited again. Don't mind me. Okay. And you're not... Have you taken any medications today? I have not taken any medications. I had my staff kind of try to massage the pain, but it didn't It didn't help. Okay. All right. Um, and is there a nurse in the room right now? Yes. All right. All of them. And the CNO. Great. All right. Um, could I get a set of vitals? Sure, Dr. Esfan. We have them all ready for you. His heart rate is 99. His respiratory rate is 18. His blood pressure is a pristine 120 over 80. And his O2 saturation is a pristine 100%. Great. All right. Um, I think we can give her or him. I'm sorry. Uh, we could start and give him four milligrams of IV uh, on Dancitron. We could also probably give him a liter of fluid to start. And uh, for the pain, let's go with uh, 0.5 of hydromorphone to start. I've heard of this, this hydromorphone. All right. The nurse has given four milligrams of IV Zofran, one liter of fluid, and 0 0.5 milligrams of IV hydromorphone. Okay. So hopefully these medications start making you feel a little more comfortable. In the meantime, I want to examine you. Is that okay? Go ahead. All right. Great. You have my permission. Great. Um, how does the patient look in general? 
He looks like he is just uncomfortable and kind of diaphoretic. He's actively vomiting. He's holding that right side. Oh, man. He just looks like he's in pain. But it's improved since he got the hydromorphone. He's looking a little bit better now. Great. And he's thankful. And he's in a better mood. Okay. I shine a flashlight into his mouth. How do the mucous membranes look? They look moist. Okay. And... Let's see. Uh, Lung sounds. What do I hear? Clear. His lung sounds are clear to auscultation bilaterally. He's in no respiratory distress. Okay. How about heart sounds? He has regular rate and rhythm. He has no murmurs, gallops, or rubs. He has no peripheral edema. He has two plus radial and DP and PT pulses everywhere. Great. Okay. Let's move on to the abdomen. Do I hear bowels or... Just looking at the abdomen, what does it look like? Do they appear tensed, rigid? He, it does not appear tense. It looks like a normal abdomen. Okay, not distended or anything like that? It is not distended. And no, like, hematoma or anything glaringly obvious? There is no hematoma or anything glaringly obvious. Great. Okay, do I hear bell sounds? Yes. Okay, does the patient tense up when I put my stethoscope in the right lower quadrant? No. Okay. All right. Uh, Sir, I'm going to palpate your abdomen. I'm sorry if this hurts a little bit while I do so, but it'll help me figure out what's going on. Is that okay with you? You have my permission. Great. Okay. Um, So I palpate his abdomen in all four quadrants. Do I see signs of rebound anywhere or tenderness anywhere? His abdomen is non-tender. There's no rebound, guarding, rigidity. Great. And there's no like hernia in the right inguinal area or right umbilical, periumbilical area, anything like that. You examine the right inguinal area. There is no hernia present. Okay. And no rash, no vesicular rash, nothing like that. No. All right. All right, sir, I'm going to lift up the back of your shirt. I'm going to tap on your back a little bit. Is that okay? Yes. All right. So I I palpate all the spinous processes that I can feel. Any tenderness along the bones? No tenderness of his spine. Great. All right, sir, I'm going to lightly hit you in the back um, as I kind of move down the left and right side. Is there any costovertebral angle tenderness? None. None. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Does he have an IV in right now currently? Uh, yes. Okay. So as far as blood work that I want done, I would like a CBC, a basic metabolic panel. Um, I don't think I want an EKG. And we could do a chest x-ray. And I will probably, we could do, let's see, I'll get a light pace, I'll get LFTs, I will, let's see, and then I think I'll order a, I'm going to skip the ultrasound, looking for hydronephrosis, because this sounds like a, possibly a kidney stone to me, but we'll we'll go straight for uh, the CT non-con of the abdomen. All right. The CT non-contrast will be one hour. Okay. 
All right, well, in that case, um, I guess while the rest of the labs are cooking, I would like to do a bedside ultrasound. Sure, what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for hydronephrosis of either kidney. There's no hydronephrosis on either kidney. Okay. Um, and you know what? While I have the ultrasound out, you know, the patient sounds pretty stable, but um, I put the probe kind of along the fast fuse. Do I see any free fluid just briefly? There's no free fluid. Great. Okay. And the CT is going to take some time to come back? Yes, the CT is going to take a good amount of time. Okay. Sir, a couple more questions while we wait for some of this blood work to come back. Absolutely. I'm still having horrible pain, though. It's almost getting worse. Where's the pain? I feel awful. Oh, my God. It's my right side. Don't you listen? Okay. Okay. How old is this patient? I'm sorry. He's 65. 65. Okay. Uh, I would also, with the bedside ultrasound, like to take a look at his aorta. You look at the abdominal aorta, and it has no aneurysm. Okay. How? What is the length or the diameter of the aorta? Uh, maximum di diameter throughout with perfect views throughout is less than three. Seems I've learned a lot on my ultrasound rotation. Those perfect you have. views. What a great, what a great ultrasound case. It's <laughs> almost like I wanted you to do the ultrasound and I'm intentionally misleading you. <laughs> um, oh my God, the pain, doctor, the pain, the pain. And I have a high pain tolerance. All right. And can we add a, a lactate to sure, uh, added? Yep, so far you have a CBC, BMP, a lipase, LFTs, the chest x-ray is crossing, you added a lactate, and those results have all come back normal. Okay. Um, you know what? Let's let's throw an EKG on there, just for funsies. And how's my, my chest x-ray? Um, EKG and chest x-ray are going through cyberspace let me know if they don't cross to your phone in one minute and i will give you the read all right i got i got all of that so let's see um i don't see any i'm looking at the chest x-ray right now i don't see any tracheal deviation i don't see any obvious fractures i do not see any pleural effusions i see lung markings throughout both fields um, so no pneumothorax, no pneumothorax per my read. Um, I don't see any focal areas of consolidation. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything super concerning or concerning at all. I should say on the X-ray. Have I mentioned that I am in horrible, horrible, mind-numbing pain? Please help me. Please figure out what's going on. Please make it stop. Okay. It's like my whole side. It's like my low abdomen. I'm dying here. I am. I am dying. I'm literally dying. There is. There is something inside of me that is slowly dying. Okay. Uh, we can give the patient another half of uh, the lauded or hydromorphone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And you. You have successfully masked the patient's pain. Great. Um, looking at this EKG, rhythm looks regular, rate looks uh, just right under 100. Um, I don't see any PR prolongation. I don't see any T-wave inversions. I do not see any 
ST elevations or depressions. All right. Sounds like it's normal EKG. This oh. patient's still having bad pain, although it's controlled. Okay. He um, wants to know what's going on. So He's been down here for almost 15 minutes already. All right. Yeah, we, we don't want the CEO waiting that long. No. No. 15 minutes is unacceptable. All right. Sir, so your your blood work so far um, hasn't looked too concerning to me at all. Um, and the chest x-ray we got was negative for anything. Your EKG looked good. Um, and all the ultrasounds we did looked pretty good. Um, you know, you... You could still have a kidney stone. It, you know, it kind of fits with the pain pattern you're having, but we, we need that CT really to diagnose it because we didn't see anything on ultrasound. Well, CT's ready. Would you like to send him to CT before the end of your case? Uh, yeah, I would love that CT. All right, the CT's normal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, hmm. My side, my abdomen, it's like the whole, it's like, oh my God, it hurts. It's the whole area. It's the whole, it's like all the way, it's almost all the way down. All the way. All right. We, you know, there's one thing I I do want to examine just to make sure we're covering all our bases. I'd like to do a testicular exam if that's okay. Are you sure? I am sure. This seems very, this seems very invasive. I, I, no one, no one in this hospital has ever seen me this exposed. I'm I, not sure. I apologize. Um, we can keep you covered the best we can, but you know, I really don't have an, a good answer for why you're having this pain right now. Um, sometimes right groin pain can kind of be uh, testicular in origin, so I, I would like to do a testicular exam if that's okay with you. I guess if you say so. Oh. Get everyone out of the room. Everyone's out of the room. Everyone get out, and everyone leaves. Okay. And you close the curtain. All right. What are you looking for? Uh, I am looking at his scrotum and testicles. Is there any signs of inflammation? Just looking? Any swelling? He has a high-riding, grossly swollen blue right testicle with a negative cremasteric reflex. It is severely tender. All right. We are going... So I will attempt a... Uh, manual detorsion right now i'm going to use the open book technique and try to reduce this this torse testicle um you attempt detorsion with some mild improvement mild improvement okay so i am going to and that ends your case ah. i'm sorry i'm sorry i have to cut you off <laughs> i have to cut you off man no that's fine <sighs> You were so close. So close. Your 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 form was actually very good. You did not. You had no flustering. You were going through systematically down down your algorithm, right into the ultrasounding, which is great. That was one of the critical actions, actually. So I'm good job. But what was the diagnosis? It was testicular torsion. Yep. Yep. Why? And this is a case that was given to me in residency that I also missed. And so um, that's why I gave it to you, because I'm trying to teach you. So anyways, why do you think you missed the diagnosis? I, th I think because of the age. The age threw me off. It's not a typical age to get a, that I would think someone com would come in with a torse testicle. Normally it's like a young man. Um, and then the flank pain 
uh, radiating to the groin, you know, is classic for a kidney stone. And uh, on my ultrasound rotation, you know, it seems like the most common scan I'm doing is scans for hydro. And I feel like I've just been living in like a kidney stone clinic for the past couple of weeks. So <laughs> I, I'm wearing again. It's almost like I thought about that. <laughs> almost suspicious. It's almost like I considered that in my plan. <laughs> uh, so I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, straight up. So when you have patients with lower abdominal pain, flank pain, back pain, that sudden onset, the I mean. In the real world, they will literally say, this is like what the triage note will say, okay? They'll be like, patient with sudden onset, right flank pain, no history of kidney stones. Like, that's what the chief complaint, that's your blurb. Like, how do you not lock down on the thought of kidney stone in that situation, right? Yeah. But there are things that can mimic kidney stones. I have seen, in fact, most, let's see here, all of the testicular torsions I have seen came in as flank pain. You know, so, every single one of them. So, it was not a chief complaint of testicular pain. This goes for kids. This goes for adults. People, it's that whole pathway. It's the same thing with like a AAA. You get that sun onset flank pain. That was good. That was a critical, a critical um, step that you hit. Was doing that bedside ultrasound of his aorta. Um, but it, testicular torsions in there too. And I was trying to, I was trying to lead you at the end and kind of be like, it just goes all the way down. <laughs> well, all right. So, you know, this is really funny because as a med student, I religiously listen to your EM clerkship podcast. And one of the things that, you know, you mentioned, there is an episode for it is if someone comes in, and it seems like they have a kidney stone, you have to do a genital exam, a GU exam. And as a med student, as a sub-I, I did this, and my attendings were so impressed. And I just completely forgot right here. Obviously, if someone comes in complaining of testicular pain, all right, so now, it, now it's easy, right? Now it's easy. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you right now, the, the cases I've seen have not presented as testicular pain. The people that have come in with testicular pain have been epididymitis to me almost exclusively. And the people that have come in with like weird flank pain, I, you know, I wouldn't say that you have to do a GU exam on every single person that comes in with flank pain because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But when you start having a story that doesn't make sense and you start getting a CT scan that shows no stone or it's just like, it, it, if there's anything at all, you know, if you, it's one thing that the patient has a kidney stone like every month, like my kidney stone's back, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you start doing a bedside ultrasound and there's no hydronephrosis and there's no AAA and the patient's in severe pain, it's like, well, what, what's going on? And so, again, I don't want you to feel bad about this. It, this is a, I personally made this mistake in residency because an attending gave us to me to prove the point. And again, I thought you did, you know, compared to our last episode, you were very systematic. You took your history. You didn't miss any of the history. You did a thorough exam. You just missed, you know, like I said, that's why I drew the genitalia on the little, the gingerbread man is because, you know, that's part of your exam. You have to consider kind of the GU stuff. You just have to think about it. And that includes pelvic, like a pelvic exam in females too. You just, and in the real world, I think there's a lot of debate on pelvic, the utility of like speculum exams in the emergency department. Mm-hmm. But at least considering things like PID and things like that, this lower abdominal pain, flank pain stuff, you just got to 
demonstrate that you have a broad differential um, because we tend to stop at the belt line. And you were so close. I thought you were going to get it because you checked for the hernias. You were so close. <laughs> you're like, you, speci- you, you spe- specifically were like, oh, I look at the inguinal region. Is there a hernia? And I was like, no. <laughs> Keep going, man. You're so close. You're so close. And then, um, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. That's I know. just how it goes. If I had one more minute, I think I could have done everything I needed to do. Order the ultrasound, yeah. call urology, and console the patient. <laughs> yeah. And we'll – so we'll have a few more of these. There's a few things that we didn't quite get to on that case. So part of it was you ran out of time. But um, – and I also had to lead you pretty hard into the diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. I had to push it pretty good for that. Um, but this is kind of what it's like on test day. Now, just imagine. Just imagine. Now, again, this is, I never talk about cases that I had on test day, but just imagine you have a case, right? And your time's up and like, let's say they're like, you want to admit the patients and home, what do you want to do? And you don't know what it is. Then you just make your choice and then you just feel awful for several months. Cause you're like, what was it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just like haunts so, you. It just haunts you. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's just learning to rely on your systematic kind of approach. And again, you are light years ahead of where you were in the last episode. You did not... You know, you, you it, what you did made sense. You just stopped a little too high. Um, and you did the right thing by getting the ultrasound. That was totally appropriate, um, but uh, just a little high. So anyways, um, I think that the main, from my perspective, the main thing that happened with that case, besides maybe running a little low on time, you might want to work on speeding some of that history and exam up. Uh, just a little bit, just to kind of make it go faster. Like I asked them about medical, surgical history, any allergies, meds, and really try to blow through it mm-hmm. instead of pausing for each one. And um, I think that might help you a little bit All right. with the timing aspect and give you a few more minutes to kind of figure it out. Because, I mean, if you are way ahead of time, then you would have had time to get your consultant on board and do your detortion or whatever you wanted to do. So, um, but I think that the main thing in that case was adding the genital urinary exam to your physical exam yeah i i don't know if you see the picture message i just sent you but uh i i had that drawn on my my gingerbread man and i you know <laughs> going with my pattern Wait, that was there the whole time that was there the whole time i circled it <laughs> yeah. i circled it after the case was over like oh my god how could you not examine that <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't believe you. All right, so that that's <laughs> it's very detailed. All right, we're not putting that picture online. But <laughs> um, <laughs> no, good job. Way to be thorough. Way to you do what you got to do. Um, but that was that was where this case. I think a little bit of time management was part of it, and then um, adding the genital urinary exam to your complete physical exam. And again, you don't have to do things that are unnecessary, but if someone's having low abdomen pain or if it's like a kid or something who's having abdominal pain, like a, a boy, like a pediatric boy, like that is in your differential. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. In, most of those, in most of those cases. And again, you don't necessarily have to like get it. I mean, it is like a time is testicle they say or whatever, but yeah, I mean, you have to think about it and figure it out like there's a little room for error there but it's you know especially in peds is something you'd see this on and then it's just a, a classic like kind of flank pain miss the real flank you know that one and then the AAA is being another one so let's go through our critical actions here all right critical action number one genital urinary exam I guess maybe I can give you half credit because I didn't have to like completely spell it out for you but I had to lead you pretty hard yeah um so whatever 
I could maybe potentially be be generous with that. Your next critical action was rule out abdominal aortic aneurysm. You did that. Um, your next critical action was providing pain control to the patient. You did a good job of that. You needed a little prompting, but you did do it. Um, and it's always good to kind of be two steps ahead of whoever's giving you, you know, whoever's running these cases with you to be like, oh, the person's in pain. I would like to get them something for the pain. And then the two, um, well, I'll go through the last three things. And again, this is all pre-written out, so I can't, you know, be that merciful because I have to hold myself to this. Um, but I felt like these are critical actions was calling urology based on your exam. Mm-hmm. So you went to, I mean, manual detorsion, I think that's reasonable, but, um, you know, calling urology, um, as the case progressed, uh, urology would have pushed back pretty hard, would be trying to send you to ultrasound or getting a CT or something like that before they come down and see them. And so kind of advocating for your patient with a clear clinical diagnosis. And then the dangerous action would be sending the patient to the CT scan. Although, eh, that one's borderline, like, you know, if you can get a quick CT, but if it's like hours, you know, then you definitely don't want to miss a torsion for several hours while you're waiting on a CT scan. Um, yeah, like things happen, but on, on a test like this where you know something's probably going on, you want to complete your physical exam before sending them to the CT. Sure. I agree. And that's it. Another victorious episode for Zach Olson. I think I'm doing a good job of figuring out because we, t- you know, again, for everyone that's listening. So we talk like we, I know where you're at. I know what you're doing. So it's really <laughs> fun to try to like t- t- taunt you into whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you're currently on just to mess with you. Just to mess with you. I need to like up my 4D chess game and start sending you texts of things I'm not actually doing to like corner you into <laughs> yeah. a situation where it's actually something I know well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so this month I'm doing so much peds. You better not check me on peds because I'm so ready. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Definitely not doing peds no. in the winter. Again, so um, I think this one would have been a, a clear, probably clinical fail for you. Um, but yeah, I can't like blame you because I did the exact, literally, I did the exact same thing myself. Yeah. Which is where I got my idea from. I hey, I feel so a lot I, better about. Today I felt like I was more organized, and I felt like Absolutely. I knew. I thought you're hundred hundred times better on your organization, and even when it started to kind of not make sense, you didn't completely panic. You maybe did a little bit on the inside, but it didn't like the whole thing didn't fall apart. You just kept doing what you needed to do, and you kept working at it until you ran out of time. So I thought you're you did very very good. It was just you know. You missed it. Ran out of time. It's okay. Your your organization is better. And even in the picture of the gingerbread man with the genitalia, I can see what you're writing on the side of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see that kind of how your thought process was, and that's looking pretty good. So you'll keep developing your style again. You are a first-year resident, and this is stuff that you know I was falling into. Let's just put it not my first year. Let's just say it, say it that way. So, <laughs> I think you're doing great. Um, but let's see. So this was episode, this was round number four. So Zach three, Mike one, coming out with the, with the lead here. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed. That wraps up this episode of the Secret Residency Curriculum on EM Clerkship. Until next month, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.